0: Welcome to Small Steps Living the, the podcast. podcast. I'm your host Lisa Cordaff bringing you inspiring stories to help you transform your life one small step at a time. Here at Small Steps Living we're keeping it real kick back and, and enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. I'm so thrilled today. We have an American guest on the podcast. And her name is Liat Siegel and she studied interior design and what she's all about now is empowering mums to be the best that they can be through what they wear and through the design and how their homes feel. So we're going to be having a great discussion today on simple things that you can do to feel amazing, feel empowered amongst the chaos that is motherhood. So welcome, Leah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Can you, in your words, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? And I guess why you also came to be doing it. That's fun.
1: <laughs> That's going to be the craziest of answers. So basically, I help moms who are struggling uh, with feeling like they exist, they are very overwhelmed by all the different hats that they wear, and they don't feel like they are a person anymore. Their mom, their driver, their referee, they're everything except the person that they were before they had their kids. And um, the way that I came to this, I am um, going through motherhood on steroids, <laughs> As I like to term it, um, I have five little ones, cat, <gasps> <out of> <laughs> and they're all under seven, <gasps> and we homeschool them. What? <laughs> um, so you know, going through these these past seven crazy years, I lost myself in the interim and I had to kind of find, navigate my way back to being who I am. And I did that through my background, what I was, you know, very comfortable with interior design, you know, creating a space, uh, a healing environment where, you know, there would be, of course, there's chaos, you know, we we all have chaos in our lives. And, To create a healing space was, you know, number one for me. And also, um, I've always been very into fashion. And I found that, you know, not being in my pajamas all day um, and getting dressed every morning, even if it was just for me and I wasn't seeing anyone, was very helpful. And I started feeling like myself again and started blossoming and um, being strong and being able to therefore go and help other women do the same. That is next level
0: motherhood right there. (laughs) And before we started, before we pressed record, I was complaining to you about my crazy morning with my (laughs) three kids, getting them off to school and kindy and a family daycare. And you must have just been looking at me like, add an extra two to the mix, Lisa, and then we'll talk. You know. So, no, no, I totally wasn't judging you whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just you know what I and as I was saying to you and I did a little Facebook live about it before as well is like how do we actually do it and I think it is that other people are coming first all the time and what what happened to me this week was I got a little delivery in the mail I'd ordered some nice underwear <laughs> And this is after like six years of pregnancy and breastfeeding and just sort of thinking, hang on a minute, maybe I'm just going to have to up the ante. Maybe I just want to feel kind of sexy. And it has changed, like just having different undies yeah. on has totally changed the way I've moved through my day, the way I've felt about myself. And so I'm fascinated to know from you, It's is it those little things that we need to do? How do we connect back to ourselves through clothes? Because I also live in a hot climate, so I don't wear all that much. But when you work with women, where do you get them to start? Mm-hmm.
1: That's an awesome question. I love the story that you just related because it is the little things. It really is. It's not, We don't have to do a complete life overhaul and we can't afford you know, at the end of the day, we can't well, afford... that's the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We you can't know, afford like to do that. Having the money, like I'm spending money on everyone else. I Like my kids dress way better than me. <laughs> it's so
1: how, true. How do I
0: redress that?
1: Yeah. So, and also we don't, can't afford our time as well to like do a complete overhaul. But it's kind of like a compounding effect. If we are... Um, over and over and over again, we're building on top of each little thing that we're doing, then it's going to, over the next few months, we will see the huge difference that it makes. And um, I always say for the women that I work with to start with getting dressed in the morning and really be intentional about the outfits that we put on and get dressed up and You know, do whatever makes us feel good. If wearing makeup makes us feel good, let's put on makeup. You know, it's not for other people. We have to change our mindset first and foremost. That is the first step. And we need to, you know, in the morning when we wake up, instead of, you know, looking at our bodies that have changed so much and that we don't recognize who we are anymore, you know, we need to look in the mirror and say, I love you to ourselves and, you know, look at our hips and specifically look at ourselves and not turn away, you know, and look at the, you know, the hips and say, you know, thank you for for holding my beautiful children. Thank you to the hands that carried them. Thank you to the, you know, to the breasts that fed them, you know, and each body part and intentionally go, intentionally spend a few minutes every morning, speaking to yourself with kind, sweet words, um, instead of, instead of the words that
0: we we hurt ourselves with don't you think with motherhood that a trap well I know I fell into was like once I get back into those genes or we want to change something and then we'll feel good about ourselves and I just I feel like it it's so um harmful to the way that we feel about ourselves because what I've realized is it never goes back like Well, maybe for some people it does, but for me it didn't. And, you know, even hearing someone say, you know, look at your body and send it some love and thank it feels so odd. Like such an, and yeah, and like even just kind of a bit icky, like in Australia there's this sort of tall poppy syndrome as well where we don't like to be show-offs and we don't like to, um, you know, Big note ourselves or anything. And it feels like just loving myself the way that I am, well, it just doesn't come. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel like something I should even be doing. Like there's always something I can improve. How do you help women work through that? So I think
1: that we're
0: not seeing it in the right way,
1: that we feel like it may be showing off and we feel like, you know, we're over. Um, on ourselves, and it's that's not the case. I think that we should come at it from a different angle. Let's come at it from a different perspective and re recoin um that term. Let's call it um, creating a home, a safe haven for our souls. Because, and and that's not selfish at all. That's not you know we're not. Um, we're not being show offy in any way because we are doing what we need to do for our children by taking care of ourselves by making our our bodies the home for our soul then we can therefore fill up our soul and and make a safe environment for our souls and we we will we will feel aligned and we will be able to give more and to do more for our children. So it's not, it's the exact opposite of being a show off. It's doing what we need to do for our children, because if we don't take care of our, our bodies and we don't take care of our environment um, in which We thrive in which we spend most of our our days. Then um, we are in fact taking away from our children and giving them less because we don't have so much to give.
0: Yeah, I really, really love that. I do. Um, It's safe haven for your soul. You know, we are such precious people, and we would never talk to our children the way that we talk to ourselves. You know, and I just think our parents look at us like that. You know, we're perfect. We're totally perfect. And we've done this miraculous thing by having children. Okay. So, if we start with the mindset and we start to be kind to ourselves and fall a bit more in love with ourselves, um, the way that we naturally, the way that we are in this moment without needing to be anything different, tell me then, where do we go from there? Do you have hints for dressing? Or is it just whatever makes you feel good? Because I'll tell you right now, I'm not not a naturally good dresser I'm not a fashion person um I do like having nice things but I'm also on the floor a lot and um and it's hot where I live do you give people any pointers on you know rock star type tips for dressing as a mum (laughs) I
1: love that um yes we are all rock stars that is for sure um So despite what we think, I want to touch on a point that you spoke about earlier about how we feel that, you know, we have to lose a certain amount of weight or we need to get to back to in a certain body shape, um, to, you know, in order to take care of ourselves in any sort of way, you know, I don't want to buy something before I lose 10 pounds because or (laughs) 50 or 60, (laughs) you know, that's how much I gained after having my, my first son, but, um, we don't need to, um, we don't need to, I want I want you guys all to know that we don't need to follow the trends that are happening out there. Um, and sometimes the things, you know, that we love are things that other people are wearing and that look great on them, but won't be good for us. Because there are um, five main body types. Um, there are two other ones that, you know, are main ones that Kind of lend themselves in those five body types. But um, we each, depending on our um, measurements, we have certain body types. So I would say, you know, learn about your body type first. And based off of that, you will find what it will look good on you and um, what will be flattering for your shape. And you'll feel amazing and you will see, you'll, you'll, compliment yourself and other was most importantly, and others will compliment you as well. But first and foremost, you'll feel amazing because you're being true to
0: your, your own body and who you are. I just love that so much because I help people with food a lot and there's particular diets out there that people follow and are popular. And we sort of feel like, well, if they're really healthy, then I'll just do that. I'll just be paleo or I'll be vegetarian or I'll do this or that. And what actually we need to get in touch with all the time is how the food is making us feel. And what you're saying is like, how do the clothes make you feel? And what looks good on you, you know? And I think that it the cool thing about motherhood is I give less of a care factor about what other people think. And I do want to just feel good in myself. It's just that sometimes I don't even actually know what looks good on me, but I have had friends who've had their colours done where they'll just, they'll go to a professional who does their colours and works out which are the best colours that lift them and which best shaping clothes work for them so they can go into shops and just flick through 90% of the stuff and just find the things that actually suit them. I'm like, that's genius. I want that.
1: That's exactly it. So if you know that with your body type as well, not just with the colors, like that is definitely a factor and that's definitely something that I suggest, um, for you guys to do. But the first and foremost is to know your body shape and what kind of clothes will fit you. And, um, make a kind of symmetrical outline, you know, and we want to, we're trying to go for that hourglass kind of look. So there are certain like, you know, horizontal lines in certain places or diagonal lines and colors and color blocking and all sorts of, you know, scientific stuff that goes into it um, that, you know, once you know, and once you have those things in your toolbox, um, you will be able to go into a store and, flick through a whole bunch of things and be like that's not for me but that is and be out of the store so much faster
0: i love it do you share this stuff on your website do you share all this i do (gasps) yeah okay where is what's the website
1: so it's hadardesigns.com
0: okay all right. We're going to have to give a link to that so that people can go and find it um, because that's just super valuable information. So tell me then, let's move on to the house because I'm a person who, um, I have a cleaner come in once a week on a Wednesday. And so for Wednesday and Thursday, my house is pretty tidy. And then it just progressively gets messier and messier. And I love <laughs> that I have um, each week On a Tuesday, my husband and I do like the clean for the cleaners where we just tidy everything. And we've always only ever rented our homes. We haven't bought a home yet. And so putting different things up on the walls and really making our own space, we keep thinking, oh, we'll invest in some nice pieces when we have our own home and we know it will work with that. But, you know, three kids later, yeah, what? seven, eight years of marriage. I don't even know how long we've been married for. And we're still, you know, pushing 40 and we're still sort of, you know, just have bits and pieces in our house. So when you talk about creating a, a cool space as a mum, I mean, I just keep things as simple as possible. I'm like, we don't need extra junk. Let's just leave that out. Um Easy play, easy ways to tidy up, like everything in that box. <laughs> um, but what would you say a sort of some tips about creating a home space that helps us be I guess I don't know calm organized um people as well as as mums for sure um I love that um so
1: yeah, a lot of people rent their spaces. A lot of people can't make anything permanent or they travel. Um, well, I guess not necessarily with kids, but um, <laughs> some people do. And that's really, really awesome. I would say that there, there's only one room that matters the most. And it's not the toy room. It has nothing to do with the kids. It's your bedroom. Your bedroom is the most important thing in the world. Um, I would say that if there's one place that you make your own, that you spend any money on, that you put any effort on, it should be your bedroom. It's a place of sanctuary at the end of the crazy day. It's a place where you can go eat your chocolate bars and hide away from the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a place of romance. And, um, you know, a lot of that romance gets lost after having kids for many, many women. And, um, and our marriages are the foundations of our, for our children. If we have that strong marriage and we have a place, it's not just a sanctuary for us, but it's a sanctuary for our marriages. Then, um, our kids feel that. And, um, And I love to work with other women on on that specifically because there's so much that goes into that. And if we could create that sacred space there, then, you know, we're golden. (laughs) That is,
0: you know, when you were saying that there was one room and it's not the toy room, I'm like, say kitchen, say kitchen. (laughs) 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 Because I'm all about the food. And then you said the bedroom... I was hanging my head because I still have the same queen-size bed that I got when I was about 20. Uh, We don't have any side tables. The books go on the floor next to our bed. There's a lamp that the lampshade has been broken off, so it's just like this lamp with no lampshade. Uh, And most of the time where I put the washing that needs to be folded and um, sorted is on the beautiful um, sill like underneath our bay window and it is 100% the most neglected room in our house and so to hear you say that it makes absolutely perfect sense that that should be you know it is the place that is untouched un- unless they're jumping on the bed or you know right. chasing Which me in is there the <laughs> yeah cuz we've also got a walk in robe and we've got a little um a little ensuite as well. So that's where I shower before anyone wakes up and can find me. But I'm often like, that door just <laughs> sneaks open. You know, my husband and I think we would love to get a bed with a bed head and a king size bed. And it's always the last thing. It's like, well, we've got to get bikes this birthday. And, you know, it's, it's all about other people and what they need. Their needs seem to change all the time as they grow. And, um, and now you've just made me think we need that like as a priority now.
1: Totally, totally. And I think that it's a very big indication of what we are doing in our, our lives. And it's, it's a, um, a, I guess it's a symptom. It, it's it's um, that we are are not taking care of ourselves, right? Because that's our, the, our bedrooms are in our chambers. I'm sure, I'm not sure if you can hear my kids
0: in the background. <laughs> I can hear right a little
1: noises. That's okay. But that's, you know, that's, that's, that's part of life. my life. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, that is just like we were talking before about the, the inner sanct, the, the sanctuary, sorry, for our souls. Um, our bedrooms are the sanctuaries for our bodies, for our souls as well. It's the environment. It's the casing, um, with outside of the casing, you know, and, um, if we do that if we if we create a safe environment you know where the kids aren't maybe not allowed like from for me my kids are not really allowed in my room because it is the safe haven now i'm totally guilty of having laundry on the beds and <laughs> you know but my goal my goal is that it should be a safe place for me to come to at the end of the day that is free of fighting, that is free of uh, chocolate bars from the kids <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, yep. and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, and if we take care of that, I can promise all of you that you will see such a boost in your motivation day in and day out and you will see such a boost in your productivity because, I mean, I, I can't scientifically explain why it is that, you know, in, uh, inspirational spaces give us um, a boost of energy, but they just do. And I can't explain that about, you know, clothing either, but they just do. It's just who we are, especially as women. You know, we just tend to go towards beautiful, pretty sparkly things. So, <laughs> so you know, if we're feeling good and, and our environment is good, then, you know, everything else will be affected um, in a positive way as well.
0: Is there any essential elements to, uh, you know, a sacred space? Oh, such a good question.
1: You have such awesome questions. (laughs) Um, So um, I think definitely, you know, not having clutter is number one. Um, We, you know, try to purge and get rid of the clutter as much as possible. Um, Trying to create, especially in our closets, creating, um, having everything easily, accessible, you know, so that we can see it in front of us as much as possible, you know, even creating for many of my clients, I suggest creating like even a book, you know, of outfits that you've pre-selected and you can just open and be like, I feel like wearing this and you go and you like, you, there's nothing to think about. And in, in that kind of um, circumstance and also in your, in your bedroom, you know, try to, Try to um, get out as much clutter as possible and create, you know, kind of like the feng shui feeling where it's, you know, um, it's inviting and it's warm and it's um, and it's happy.
0: Yeah, I really love that because what you also are really talking about is brain clutter as well. You know, the decisions that we have to make every day as as parents are just ridiculous. And so having a, like, that's such a genius idea, having a book of of outfits where you can go, even at the start of the week, and just have them all sort of sitting there so you can just pull out whichever one you want to wear each day. I really love that idea. I've actually started putting my clothes out and the kids' clothes out the night before, And that just makes so much difference to my morning because it's just something that I don't have to think about. And, you know, as I help people all the time with food, I say the same thing. Just plan out your meals. Just know what's at least going to be for dinner each night. So you can just take out what you need from the freezer or buy what you need on the weekend and then you just don't have to think. But it's just taking those little bits of time to just put that extra bit of planning in. And the results can be really profound. So it's like the actual physical clutter, but also the brain clutter too. Correct. That's exactly it. You summed it up. Oh, well done me. Uh, <laughs> well, I've been learning from you. Uh, this has been such a great interview and such an interesting perspective. And just basically what I feel this is, is an invitation to take care of ourselves and to prioritize what feels good for us. and. I, I am all about the small steps and what you've really told me is like start in your bedroom with your space and start looking at your body lovingly and saying nice things and they're two beautiful small steps that I can actually get started on today, but do you have anything else when you, when you first start working with people, what, what are the, what are your sort of key small steps when it comes to creating a great vibe in how you dress and in, and in the space you live in?
1: So I think it's just number one is the mindset. It's the empowerment. I think that that is the number one. I think that, um, you know, when I, I surveyed my customers before giving them the content that I love to give them and they all said that they need more empowerment. They couldn't understand how fashion has anything to do with empowerment or how interior design has anything to do with empowerment. And it really doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. It could be food, It could be whatever is calling to you, whatever your soul is calling to you. Um, it is empowerment if you Love yourself and you use it to uplift yourself. All the physical things that we have to deal with, we can't just be spiritual beings as much as we want to. You know, I don't <laughs> want to live in <on> this earth, <laughs> mm. I just want to live in the clouds. But, you know, we have, we do, we have to, we live in this world and we have to use the physical world in order to uplift our spiritual selves. And, um, and that's what I really focus on with my clients and make sure that they are taking care of themselves, um, and their, their mindset and, and empowering themselves and loving themselves. And also, um, being a positive light to everyone else around them, like to not just, you know, like once they heal, okay, great. Turn that healing outwards and now start healing everyone else around you.
0: So beautiful. I love (laughs) it. I really do love it. This stuff isn't talked about enough. And I know that in um, in Australia, home renovation shows are just like all the rage. Everyone seems to be watching them. They're the highest rating shows. And for me, I've always really turned against that. It's felt a bit superficial and I don't like fo- just following trends for the sake of it. I love to have pieces in my home that have a story and all that kind of stuff. And you've just totally turned on my head um, what caring about my home could actually give me and I love that we've had this conversation and I thank you so much for taking time out from your (laughs) very busy life as a mum and businesswoman so thank you so much thank you so much for having me for more inspiration interviews and know-how head to smallstepsliving.com small steps living inspiring your best life one small step at a time